Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with writers Sarah Zarr and Tara Altabrando, who have collaborated on the novel Roomies. The YA novel will be published in December by Little Brown, which is sponsoring this podcast. Both Sarah and Tara have written acclaimed books for teens, but this is their first time co-authoring a book. Sarah Zarr was a National Book Award finalist for her first novel, Story of a Girl, and has since written books that include Sweethearts, How to Save a Life, and The Lucy Variations. Tara Altabrando has written four novels for teens, The Pursuit of Happiness, What Happens Here, Dreamland Social Club, and The Best Night of Your Pathetic Life. Thanks for speaking with me, Sarah and Tara. Hi. It's Thanks funny to us. hear our names together like that. <laughs> I know. My, my, my rhyming uh, guests uh, today. Um, well, well, let's start at the beginning, uh, how the book uh, came together. Uh, now, Sarah, you have a podcast of your own. Uh, I feel like a newbie by comparison. Um, and Tara was actually your, your first guest where you talked a bit about this book. Um, but for folks who don't know the backstory, is it right that this novel, uh, sort of fittingly enough, uh, kind of started out over email? Yes, um, I'll let Tara kind of answer that question because I think she remembers it a little more clearly than I do. And also, I give her all the credit for initiating our work on this. Okay. Uh, Well, Sarah and I had met on MySpace. So this was a good long time ago. And uh, we exchanged each other's, you know, we read each other's first books and we got to talking through email and over time decided that it would be really fun to work on something together. And we, I think we had a couple of vague ideas, but nothing that was clicking. And then finally, Sarah just said, just send me something. So I basically sat did down. I? I think he did. I think he said, just send me something. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> and I think I just sat there for a minute and said, okay, I need an idea for a book that Sarah Zar and I can write together. And the roomies idea about two girls who just find out that they're going to be college roommates was kind of right there for the taking. It just kind of arrived, which is not the way ideas usually come to me. Um, But I think it had to do with the fact that Sarah and I had this kind of cross-country online relationship ourselves. So I think the idea was just waiting there for us to figure it out. Okay. And, you know, this is me making a bit of an assumption, but was the idea from the start that um, one of you would handle one girl's uh, chapters and and story and the other would handle the others? Is that how you guys approached it, uh, Sarah? Yeah. um, It's funny. We never actually, to my recollection, had a real conversation at any point about um, what exactly we were going to do and how how exactly we were going to do it. It just sort of naturally happened. And that's what was part of what made it so fun was um, very little discussion about the story. We would just send each other chapters and just see what happened. And only if we saw a logistical or logical um, or story like issue on the horizon, we might really briefly address it. Tara set the pattern. She sent the chapter. It was in the voice of Elizabeth or EB and then ended it with an email. And so I, and, and, and in her, you know, the, the email that she wrote in the character's voice said something about my character already, you know, gave her a name and a location and that kind of thing. And um, so then I just picked it up from there, but we never had like an extensive conversation, even in revision. Like it was just something really different from 
what I would think of as the normal writing process for me or how I might assume a collaboration might go. We worked fairly independently on our own stuff and then gradually like made sure that it meshed and brought it together. Does that fit in with it? You remember Tara? It does. I remember we just, we didn't really talk at all until we got through once to the end. And then I think we might've talked on the phone or had some emails talking about larger issues of arc And then we just went back to the beginning and started the same process of bouncing back and forth and redoing each chapter. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the sort of timetable, since you were sort of approaching it in this sort of back and forth, you know, passing it along to each other kind of fashion, um, what was that maybe for the first time to go from start to finish? Over how long were you guys working on this, Uh, Tara? Oh, several years, I think. I remember once making fun of John Green and David Levithan that it took them so long to write Will Grayson, Will Grayson. Did it come back to bite you? It did. It did. Um, I think Sarah has our first, the first email on record somewhere, and I think my daughter was maybe a year old, and now she's six. Um, yeah, I think it was around 2008 that we really started, because it, it was a time when we kept hearing announcements in Publishers Weekly about authors doing collaborative projects, and um, just thought, hey, we can do that. I think I think we always sensed that our styles, our writing styles would blend well and the kinds of stories we're interested in telling were similar. You know, we both tend to write family stories and stories of identity and all that kind of classic contemporary realism YA stuff. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so it took a while because we were working on our individual projects and also we didn't at least I didn't want to put I never in my mind thought like we're going to sell this and publish it. I think Tara was more driven toward that but she was clever in not talking about it to me very much because I think that would have spooked me and made me feel like <laughs> oh now it's like something else I have to do. So she was she kept silent <laughs> about getting published and then and then I gradually, you know, By the end of it, when we got to the end of a first draft, I felt like, hey, we both felt like it was something, you know, and and if we rewrote it and then, you know, tightened it up, and then I think we both felt like, hey, let's send, just send it to our agents and see what they say. And then they really loved it. And well, you'll send it to our editors and see what they say. Um, But I don't think we ever expected the amount of enthusiasm that we got Hmm. And you know, you you both have written for I think different editors in different houses. How did uh, how did it work out that you were able to find sort of um, the right home for it? I guess uh, Tara. We only we took it to our two houses that we were both working with at the time. Uh, right out of the gate, those were the only two houses who got to look at it, and we just we got a lovely offer from Little Brown, and that was the end of the story. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, getting back to the book a little bit, um, it, you know, as far as, you know, EB's and uh, Lauren's communication over the summer, um, did you feel like email was the medium that was going to really work best for you and make the most sense uh, in terms of storytelling? Is that, was that something you had arrived at early on, um, Tara? I think that bef- when we started this, I was not a texter. 
So email was pretty much what was available to me. I, I don't think we were going to use, you know, AIM instant messenger or whatever, whatever was the done thing back in the day. So I did just start, start with that first chapter with an email and we just went with it from there. Someone has, um, I think it was the, was it the publisher's weekly review that pointed out that the, the girls probably would have at least Skyped at some point, and we, we, we chose not to do that. It just never happened, but they probably would have. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that was ours, I'm, but I think you guys did a, a pretty good job of, you know, making it clear why, you know, they weren't texting, or at least presenting some plausible reasons where, you know, I think it was, isn't that Lauren's... Uh, her, dumb phone. Her, her, her phone is not exactly, <laughs> you know, equipped for that sort of thing, and it sort of feels like, yeah, this could, this could still happen. Did you ever experiment at all with, with writing with texting or, or phone calls or anything like that earlier in the process, uh, Sarah? No, you know, it, it again, you know, cuz we started it in 2008, technology it changes so rapidly. You know, probably if we we're writing it today, it might be different, but I think email felt right and then also as I kind of built the character of Lauren and just she had this very busy life and she's just one of those people that just doesn't care about technology very much and I do know people of all ages like that who just aren't interested and so it felt right to kind of just stick with something really basic that everyone could relate to that would allow them to communicate in complete and complex thoughts in a way that you can't do with texting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so since uh, email miscommunications are you know a good part of the story, I was curious: were there ever any moments during this sort of back and forth writing process where an email or a suggestion or a comment uh, might have gotten a little misconstrued in terms of the tone or anything like that, uh, Tara? <laughs> between me and Tara? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's funny because we didn't, I know that there are some collaborative teams who really kind of go in and edit each other's prose. And since we didn't do any of that, uh, there wasn't as much in the way of kind of critiquing each other. But I remember there was one line that Sarah had written in her last chapter (laughs) that just really bothered me. I just couldn't understand why she had written it that way. And I kind of pointed it out to her and I said, you know, I just don't get it. And Sarah's response was, maybe you just don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I don't. (laughs) And then we didn't, I don't know. We, we, I think we've always had good communication. I don't think we ever had any real email misunderstandings. Between us, would you agree? No, I don't think we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think it spoils anything to say that this book is really about the summer before college starts and and not about Elizabeth and Lauren's relationship uh, once school begins. Um, Tara, did you always know sort of when and how you wanted this story to end um, and and at what point in, in these girls' relationship? I did like the idea of the countdown that was, uh, I think, introduced pretty early on in the narrative. I'm not sure if the countdown that E.B. is doing until she leaves is in the first chapter or if it comes in in her second chapter. But I feel like once you initiate a countdown in a book, it's kind of the timeline is pretty much laid out from the beginning. So I did have an idea that I wanted to end the way we ended up ending it. 
Well, you know, while we're on the subject of, you know, the transition to college, I feel like we should uh, talk a, a bit about your own experiences, you know, both with, with first roommates um, and that summer of transition before going up to college, you know, assuming you both went away to school. Um, you know, did you guys both have to have the sort of fridge and microwave conversation at some point? Uh, Sarah, how about we start with you? Well, my first roommate was my husband. <laughs> so I did not go away to college and I got married when I was 19. So we never had to negotiate um, with the mini fridge or the microwave. We had a lot of other negotiations <laughs> to do, <laughs> but that was not one of them. Um, and I always kind of, part of me felt like that was something I missed out on. Um, you know, I, I went to college, I went to San Francisco State, but I lived off campus and I worked most of the time and it was just kind of a commuter. Um, and I would visit with friends in the dorms and see how they were living, but I, I can't say that I felt a compelling sense of loss <laughs> after seeing what it was really like to live in the dorms up close. I think I liked the idea of having my own room that I wasn't sharing with anyone, including my husband. But um, by the way, we've been married 23 years. We're very happy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I never, I never had a roommate experience other than, well, that's not true. Um, I actually did the summer before college. I lived in a basement with a few other people I didn't really know. And we did have some issues. This girl, she always would leave her cantaloupe rinds in the sink. And it smelled disgusting. Because you know how cantaloupe kind of already smells? Disgusting. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) But after it's been sitting in the sink for a few days, it's really bad. And I didn't know how to express my displeasure. Um, And that was really really my my only roommate experience. So what about you, Tara? What about your, uh, your, your first experiences with college and roommates and that sort of thing? I had a sort of classic situation where I received a letter that had three names and phone numbers. And I believe I spoke with all three of my freshman roommates before we arrived. Um, we have a picture from that first day of the four of us. We were all pretty different, but somehow um, survived freshman year together and went on to live together for the next three years and have remained great friends. We just took a vacation together two summers ago. Hmm. Um, So I love roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Roommates have served me well in life. Excellent. So something else that really stood out to me about the novel is that while it is a lot of fun, um, you know, this summer novel kind of thing, um, both girls are are dealing with some some kind of enormous problems in in their lives, especially where family is involved. Um, The the adults in the book feel very real and have some very real and and kind of grown up problems. Um, I was wondering, did you both know that you wanted uh, the parents to really factor into the story in a big way, Uh, Sarah? Yeah, I think both of us our bodies of work, if you read our individual novels, you know, that's, that's almost always the case that they're, the parents are fairly complex and there's fairly difficult relationships and you get a glimpse into them not being perfect, but in a kind of three-dimensional, more sympathetic way. Um, so I think that's how we both naturally write. I don't think we gave it too much thought ahead of time. I have to say that, um, Tara's storyline for her character, Elizabeth, and her mom, I just love it. And there's just some moments that are so heartbreaking and also funny. And just you're watching the mom and going like, what are you doing? Um, and it, I just want to, that's one of my favorite things about about the book, honestly. And also for, for my character, Lauren, 
her relationship with her parents and also with her boyfriend's dad, who was also like her boss at work. Like, I just really enjoy writing those relationships between adults and YA characters because I think teens interact with adults a ton and you just don't see it as much in fiction um, as you might. Hmm. Um, so, so Tara, I was wondering, you know, not that everyone, um, you know, moves, you know, goes away when they go to college and that sort of thing necessarily, but, um, do you think part of what makes that, that last summer before college, such a, a singular and maybe stressful time is the idea that suddenly your relationship with family and, and especially your parents is, is really changing in a, in a, in a major way and you're leaving you know, childhood behind in some ways? Well, yes, that's what I was uh, thinking while Sarah was talking that when you're writing a novel set during that time, when these kids are just about to leave their families for the first time. It makes sense. It made sense. I think to both of us that the parent relationship would really be at a particularly uh, sensitive time and definitely belonged in the book because, you know, in both cases, these girls really want to move on and are excited to move on to the next phase of life. And their parents are also excited for them, but everyone is feeling how complicated that is and how bittersweet. And I loved that, you know, E.B. is this only child with her single mother. And then Sarah came in right at that first chapter that she wrote with this huge, loud family. And I think that that ends up working really beautifully, showing two girls in very different situations with their families, dealing with very similar emotions. And their parents probably have a lot more in common than they would ever think if they bumped into each other in the Costco <laughs> <laughs> I would also love to hear a little bit about um, what other projects uh, you both might have in the works. Uh, Tara, did I see that you have a, uh, a middle grade novel planned? I do. It's not planned. It's done. Okay. <laughs> it is uh, coming out from Running Press Kids in May. It's called The Battle of Darcy Lane. And it's about a friendship triangle gone horribly wrong among three 12-year-old girls. As it is wont to do. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, and are there any other uh, projects you've been... Uh, Oh, Sarah knows. I'm I'm working on a new young adult novel that I'm avoiding because it's challenging and it's exciting, but it'll hopefully I'll get there eventually. Yeah, you sound excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How how about you, Sarah? Um, Uh, I I have a a novel coming out again um, with Little Brown in fall of 2015 that I'm in the midst of and. It is also challenging. I think I think this is a natural progression. Like both Tara and I have like kind of reached that four or five book landmark in our careers and you wanna try something different and you wanna challenge yourself. You know, you have the choice to kind of go back and keep doing what feels familiar and safe and you know you could do that, but you're just not that interested in doing that. And um so I'm I'm similarly like working on something that's very challenging. It's about two sisters. There's a duffel bag full of cash. They have to hit the road. Like it's it's kind of I've been calling it like a Sarah's our family drama meets Delman Louise in my head. <laughs> uh, but with sisters. And so that's been a fun challenge and yeah, I'm a, I'm a way I'm a ways out from from feeling like I've figured that one out. Yeah, you you sound pretty excited too. Over <laughs> Maybe we should write another. I hope our, our editors aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, congratulations to you both uh, on this new book, and uh, best of luck with the, the new uh, projects and podcasts and everything else you guys are uh, involved with. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, once again, I've been speaking with Sarah Zar and Tara Altabrando, whose new novel is Roomies, published by Little Brown. Uh, thanks for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast. 